Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. We've got Senator Ron Johnson, bottom of this hour. Ron is speaking out against our lack of action before Russia invaded Ukraine. Should there be planes, fighter jets from Poland brought into Ukraine? Why are we talking about it out in the open? Shouldn't we shut up about it? Uh, we're going to get into all that. Uh, plus, we'll get into the, the media's attack on him. They're trying to, to help out the Democrat, uh, the Democrat that's running against him in Wisconsin. So we'll get to all of that and then some on a Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. This is because of what you sent to me during the break. This is because of what you sent. Uh-uh. If you were nice, maybe. Oh, you said only if I don't have to hear the parodies during the break. It's just very nasty, very mean. Mean lady. Let's go. Uh-huh. That is Carrie Lockie. That's Polo. That's Sam getting it done. Making it happen. Come on. Now me and Polo, we'd like the hot sauce. Uh-huh. Because he's the boss. Beating cheese sparks. Yes. From Carrie Lockie. You stink. She's full of <laughs> corn tortillas and beans. Come on. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe do a little dance for you. You probably are too, Carrie. I know you like this song. Polo, please. Taco. Exactly right. Uh, Carrie, who's your favorite talk show host? You are. Whatever. Hey. Don't kiss up now. You're very mean during the break. You're very mean. I was just kidding. I was like, I don't want to hear your parody. Your parodies suck. I hate you. I mean, it's rude. I hated you. Yeah, but that's how, that's how I took it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Shush. Okay, right. Okay. Hey, you're staying, dancing on the chair? <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll remedy that. I think the alternative location needs a camera, too. All right, there, there is a lot going on. Yes, I kissed up a little bit. Carrie's uh, on, on spring break this week. She actually worked a couple of days, which is odd. Uh, normally, she gets every day off she could possibly get off. But um, uh, you'll be off the rest of the week then, right? I will, yes. It's too bad. I was going to do an entire like like double album by Bon no, Jovi tomorrow. Weren't. I was. No. Plus, we've got no. uh, Richie's going to be on tomorrow. Richie Sambora. So, what? <laughs> it's not. No. He's, okay. He not maybe he will be. Maybe but he will wouldn't. be. He might be. He wouldn't, though. He won't. Well, He's what he said was, hey, is that chick going to be on? I said, no. He said, cool. I'll come on. Very. I don't know what no. you did to them he last time you were at one of their concerts. No. <laughs> he called you the chick. That's what Richie Sambora calls you. It is uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. A lot of you who were listening last hour, you heard Rick Perry, the former energy secretary, talk about the lies of Saki, the lies of the administration, and he said he's actually offended by what Joe Biden has done, and I find that to be very telling. Um, There's another story about, okay, so I thought we were friendly with India. They may not be our best friends, but I thought we were friendly with them. 
And if India does what this news story suggests when it comes to Russian oil, this is going to help Russia in its um in its campaign against Ukraine and actually goes against what we're hoping to see happen, which I find to be very surprising. So, Carrie, you've got this story. And, and mm-hmm. Sam, you can open them up. If somebody still wants to talk about oil, energy, and what Rick Perry had to say last hour, I'll take a call or two on that. I've got, I want to update you know, Ukraine and Russia as well. Plus, we've got Ron Johnson at the bottom. What do you have? Uh, from CNN, India may take up a Russian offer to buy crude oil and other commodities at a discount, two Indian officials said. In a sign, Delhi wants to keep its key trading partner on board despite Western attempts to isolate Moscow through sanctions. U.S. officials have said in recent weeks they would like India to distance itself from Russia as much as possible while recognizing its heavy reliance on Moscow for everything from arms and ammunition to missiles and fighter jets. India has not condemned the invasion of Ukraine and abstained from voting at the United Nations, calling out Russia's aggression. Russia calls its actions in Ukraine a special operation to demilitarize and denazify the country. One person within India's security apparatus said the West understood India's position, given that it needs to keep its armed forces well supplied amid simmering territorial disputes with China. India, which imports 80% of its oil needs, usually buys only about 2% to 3% from Russia, but with oil prices up 40% so far this year, and the government's looking at increasing this if it can help reduce its rising energy bill. Russia's offering oil and other commodities a heavy discount. We'll be happy to take that, one of the Indian government officials said. Come on, man. So, I guess what I don't understand is I thought we were friendly with India. And again, they're not our best friend. I get it. But why not get your ammunition and your fighter jets from us? Why not get the oil from us? Well, I guess you can't now because we're not increasing production. Actually decreasing it by shutting off these leases and so on. But I'm not sure I understand. They know that they're going to monetarily and directly help Russia continue this campaign of death in Ukraine. And India decides, well, we're just going just gonna to buy some more from them. In other words, so the so-called sanctions that we're talking about are, are not going to really do much because whatever oil we're not going to take, India will now take, which doesn't make any sense. In other words, we'll... We'll be the ones facing sanctions as we pay more money at the gas pump, and India is going to get lower prices. Now, India doesn't have an economy like us, and and people compared to us are are not very wealthy. In fact, they're pretty pretty poor. But at the end of the day, you have to make a decision between a bad actor and a good actor. And right now, the bad actor on the globe is Russia. China is supporting Russia. India is abstaining from even saying what they think about what's going on over there. It doesn't make any sense. So now should we in turn, and this all gets so stupid, should we in turn now try to sanction India? You know, which could break them. I'm sure they get something from us. If not, I'd be very surprised. Um, With this territorial dispute that you're talking about with China, I doubt they're doing a whole lot of trading with China. So why not, we should get a hold of them and and sell arms to them. That'll help our economy. Um, And and at the same time, we should leverage whatever, whatever sort of, leverage we have with them, we should leverage that to say, don't buy this oil from Russia. They're literally killing people, and if Russia wanted to, they can come and attack you too. You want to embolden somebody who's taking over an entire sovereign country. It doesn't make sense to me. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I I saw earlier on television, I saw um, Zelensky from Ukraine speaking to the parliament in Canada. And Carrie, I found it to be the dumbest thing. Did you see any video of this? No, I did not. Everybody on the Canadian side who's watching is all wearing masks. I'm like, what are you doing? 
Oh, okay. What are you doing? It looks stupid. Stop. And, you know, there's Zelensky. He's fighting for his country's life, and he doesn't wear a, have a mask on. And there's freaking Trudeau sitting there like a doofus wearing wearing a stupid mask uh, that matches his suit. And then everybody else around him is wearing masks, too. Stop it. I know that we've got Canadians who listen because I hear from them all the time. Tell him to stop it and vote that guy's ass out. I mean, enough already. He's making you guys look stupid. And I, I know Canadians to be tough people. He's making you look like a bunch of wusses. Knock it off. So what do you have? What's the latest on Ukraine and, and Russia? And again, Zelensky's still holding firm. But from what we're hearing, the air power that Russia has is, is taking the advantage. Uh, from ABC News, Ukrainian President Zelensky said to deliver a historic virtual address to Congress on Wednesday to plead with the U.S. to do more to help stop Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Although it's unclear whether Zelensky will pressure President Joe Biden by name to have NATO impose a no-fly zone, Biden will be watching Zelensky's address at 9 a.m., White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said, and will also give an address of his own afterward detailing what the U.S. is doing for Ukrainian security assistance. He gave something of a pre- preemptive response and remarks to reporters on Tuesday while signing a $1.5 trillion government funding bill, which includes $13.6 billion in supplemental aid to Ukraine. We've been providing anti-armor, taking out and air capabilities directly, directly to the Ukrainian forces. We're also facilitating significant shipments of security assistance from our allied partners to Ukraine, Biden said. And with this new security funding, we're moving urgently to further augment the support to the brave people of Ukraine as they defend their country. And while the U.S. has imposed a slate of economic and trade sanctions to isolate Putin, the Biden administration's flatly and repeatedly rejected a no-fly zone, as well as U.S. troops fighting Russia and Ukraine and any help delivering MiG-29 fighter jets that Poland wants to get to the Ukrainians. It's also unclear whether Congress might try to move to act unilaterally if the White House does not take more action, as Zelensky's address to Congress is expected to be similar to the one he made Canada's parliament on Tuesday, according to a Ukrainian official familiar with the remarks addressing those lawmakers Zelensky in an emotional appeal for a no-fly zone said that at least 97 Ukrainian children have been killed in the last 20 days an onslaught ordered by Russian President Vladimir Putin all right question is very simple what what should we do what more should we do um, preemptively, Joe Biden could have probably stopped this had he put the sanctions on first and I asked Ron Johnson about that he didn't do it he didn't take the action that he had the ability to do. He had some leverage. He, he did not do it. Um, NATO can't get involved because then you're going to have World War III. I had somebody, I think Leo, in my chat room saying if you have a no-fly zone, that would be World War III. I, I don't know that I agree with that um, because Vladimir Putin's just killing people because he feels like it. And that shouldn't just go unchecked. Something has to happen. But why we ever heard announced globally that Poland wanted to send MiG, fly, uh, MiG fighters over to, to Ukraine is just stupid. Why would we ever have done that? Why say anything? Just do it. Do it and let them fight and let them, let them try to hold their own. Um, but what, what would you do? If you were the president, those of you listening, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. If you were the president or Congress, what would you do at this point? Completely screwed up by allowing Russia just to do it, not sanctioning them first, not having the whole world uh, together as a coalition against Russia, just sitting back and watching, waiting for it to happen, what would you do now? Um, you can't have some extended, you know, years-long war there where they're just killing people when they feel like it. I mean, at some point, it's got to stop. So what would you do? 888-941-PAGS, 
888-941-7247. Go to the website right now. Sign up for the newsletter. Click on newsletter. Go down to the bottom. Click on contact. And you can send me an email there. I wonder what your thoughts are when we come back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you to Joe Pags Show, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Lots of people want to tell me what they would do if they were the president. What would you do now? And we'll get to you in just a second. I want to remind you about Eden Pure. Eden Pure is great. Proven oxy technology quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. You've got a smelly part in the house. If you just think, man, I just wish I could clear this up. Eden Pure is going to help you out. It freshens your home. It gets rid of any odor like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. I've got a couple of these at the house. We love them. Over 200,000 thunderstorms are sold, so you know that it works. 200,000 of these are out in homes right now. You could save a whole lot of money, too, because you listen to my program. Never breathe dirty air again, and you don't have to buy any filters. A lot of these things, first of all, it takes up a lot of floor space. Uh, this this doesn't. Eden Pure doesn't, but the, the traditional ones do. Then you've got to change the filters. You don't have to do that with this. Takes up no floor space, plugs directly into the wall, nearly silent, great for use in bedrooms, personal store. Listen, here's the thing. I got personal stories from people who have this, and they're like, they swear by it. They buy even more of them. Right now, you get a great deal. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3, save $200 right now on a three-pack. You get three of these for under $200. Shipping is free as well. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is PAGS3. Save $200 right now. Let me go to the phone lines and see what's going on. If you were the president of the United States, what would you do? Let me see. Let me say hello to uh, Charlie in Minnesota. What would you do, Charlie? Talk to me. Hey, uh, Joe. This is Charlie from Minnesota. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm not sure what I'd do if I was a president, but if you're looking at the past and how India supported um the soviets all you got to do is go back to 1979 and the pullout they um they withdrew themselves from the u.n and they supported the soviet union all right so you listen to the radio in the background as well which is cool all right appreciate you brother thank you charlie appreciate that so so india was was friendly with the soviet union i'll check that out i don't know what the relationship was back then but i know that our relationship with india is not bad right now but it's going to get a whole lot worse if they support the, the, the wannabe Soviet Union again. Russia, as uh, you know, if they sell this oil, whoever buys it has blood on their hands. That's just where I am with it. They've got blood on their hands. Let me say hello to uh, Gus in Pennsylvania. Gus, what's going on? Uh, hey, um, you want to know what um, us callers would do if we were president to handle this situation, right? Yes. Okay, great. Um, one thing I've noticed is there's been a, a great glaring omission from this whole conversation seeing that we're teetering, you know, on World War III. Um, that glaring omission being God. Now, what I would do, I would appeal to Vladimir Putin and uh, his sense of Christianity, however it's practiced in Russia. And I would try to get a hold of the religious leaders there to talk some sense into him. I would say, Mr. Putin, do you believe murdering these people and taking their land by force is something that your professing belief endorses? And I tried to get an answer from him. And depending on his answer, I try to reason with him. If you couldn't reason, 
I'd say, hey, look, um, we're going to establish a no-fly zone, and if it's World War III, it's World War III. We have nukes. Who do you think God is going to endorse? Do you think World War III is going to happen without the Almighty taking notice? And he's either going to back down. Hey, Gus, I want to stop you. I want to stop okay. you because I don't want to be rude to you, but I want to make sure that I'm very direct with you. There's a guy right now in Vladimir Putin who has no problem killing people for his ends. He wants to gain whatever he wants to gain, and he's going to kill people who are in the way. Women, children, hospitals, mothers, grandfathers, doesn't matter. He's killing everybody. You literally think, sitting him, hold on, you literally think sitting him down and saying, hey, Vlad, let's talk about God and what God thinks, and let me, let me appeal to your religious beliefs. If he's a Christian in any way, he's the worst Christian we've seen almost ever. So uh, how exactly would that, hold on, how exactly would that work? Go ahead. Okay, it would bring the conversation to the forefront, because obviously these things are not happening without a great spiritual observation. Um, you know, we're always approaching this from a level below, and we should be approaching it from a level above. Now, I, I granted, you know, when you know you endorse wicked things, you probably can't play the God card. If I was president, that wouldn't be the case, and I would have no problem confronting him directly. How would you do that? that? Almighty is in our favor. Hey, tell me, tell me well, how that looks. Again, tell me how that looks. And I, w- I would call him out on TV. I'd say, Vladimir, I want to talk to you directly. Right. Listen. Um, like, if I was president, of course, all this degeneracy wouldn't be happening. So I would have sort of a trump card in that. I'm like, look, I want to appeal to your religious leaders and your sense of uh, uh, God. Do you feel comfortable going into eternity knowing that we're he not does. afraid? Or yeah, he does. Or he does. And if he does, then I would do it. I'd say we're establishing a no-fly zone. And let's see what happens. Okay, so, so you've, you've actually given me an answer there. You would establish the no-fly zone because you think God is on our side. Uh, Gus, I appreciate it. you got there eventually, but um, no, Vladimir Putin just killed a few thousand people today. Why would he listen to you? Hey, he he thinks God is endorsing him. He thinks God is fine. I hear you, and your faith is strong, and, and God bless you. I'm not against your faith being strong. But we're literally watching this guy murder people every day, and you think you're calling him out on TV and saying, "Let's let God decide it is going to stop him." It's not going to stop him. But establishing a no-fly zone would be a definitive action to take, for sure. Aaron, I've got about a minute for you. Let's go. All right. I'm an ex-military man. Uh, you put five uh, uh, special units, SEALs, Rangers, equip them, uh, give them all the, the weapons we need. You need to stop Putin. He is a sociopath, psychopath, and I am a very strong religious person. Uh, the United States uh, will be blamed for the continued destruction of children and, and families there. Putin will not stop. He will continue to destroy the rest of the countries. You need to put an end to this. And we, the United States, the strongest nation in the world, will will have a black, two black eyes because we did not. Well, Aaron, I hear you. I appreciate your service. Yeah, so you're saying just put the military, you know, put the special forces, uh, the four or five teams, whatever it, ha- whatever it takes, and you want to take Putin out. Um, I think that his own military needs to rise up against him. And I think that they're close to doing that. We talk a lot about that with Ron Johnson coming up. Uh, We've got the senator, the Republican from the great state of Wisconsin coming up. We'll talk about what we should have done, what's happening now, what we should do now, and how does this end? We're going to talk about all that and then some. And uh, we'll we'll also get into the horrible negative news coverage that Ron Johnson gets every single day. So, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Senator Ron Johnson, when we come back. Carrie, enjoy your vacation. We'll talk to you back here Monday. Yep, I'll be here. I even gave you a Bon Jovi today, damn it. I know. Thank you so much. I'm very nice. Quick break here, and uh, we're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this guy on. He is, of course, the uh, the senator from the great state of Wisconsin. He's Republican Ron Johnson. Ron, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, Joe. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Very busy day for you. Thank you for squeezing us in. I just felt it was really important to have you on to talk about what's going on. I saw you on, I think, Fox yesterday, and you were talking about as this thing, the escalation increases with Russia uh, invading Ukraine, China now saying, hey, we're good friends with Russia, and China flying planes every once in a while over Taiwan to sort of test the waters. Ron, we've got uh, missiles coming in from Iran into Iraq near our consulate in Erbil. We've got North Korea testing nukes. We might jump back into an Iran nuclear deal. How the hell did everything go to uh, just, just go to heck in a handbasket in a year and a half? I don't understand how we got here. Is this everything is to blame uh, on the Biden administration, every single thing we're seeing? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, All right. You know. Yeah, no, you know, Ronald Reagan said that you achieve peace through strength, uh, but not just military strength. You need, you need national strength, you need economic strength. But even more importantly than that, Joe, you need national unity. And President Biden, I was on the platform, not real close to him, not his favorite senator, trust me. Yeah. Uh, but I was there during his inauguration speech, and he said repeatedly that his number one goal was to unify and heal this nation. I was more than happy to sign on to uh, that bipartisanship. Unfortunately, he's done the exact opposite. I mean, everything he has done has severely divided this nation, as has the radical left. And so we're house divided, as Lincoln said, house divided cannot stand. But even worse, a house divided is taken advantage of by our adversaries. They, they recognize the weakness. But just about everything this administration has done, if not everything, has weakened this country. You open up the borders, you know, let about a million and a quarter people flood inside this country, dispersed all over, a, a number larger than the population of eight states. You have out-of-control deficit spending, sparks, you know, 40-year high inflation at 7.9%. By the way, the producer price index just came out over 10%. That's wow. a harbinger for a continuation, if not higher, inflation. Uh, you have the embarrassing and dangerous surrender in Afghanistan, all, all this signals and quite honestly tempts our adversaries to take advantage of it. If, if, if you want to move on Ukraine, now's the time to do it. I fear moving on Taiwan. You take a look at what Iran is doing. We, we, go, we go crawling back to the Iranians to, to get back into that awful deal. We crawl back to them. They won't meet with us. I don't think a lot of Americans understand this. We're not negotiating with them directly. We're having China and Russia be our negotiating wow. eyes and ears. I mean, is do you think China and Russia might perceive that as weakness on well, the part well, of the Biden administration and on not, part of America? And not only that, well, also Saudi Arabia won't re, won't return Joe Biden's phone calls. We, we, Ron, what is going on? I mean, you had Obama who said there's a red line. If Syria crosses the red line, there's going to be trouble. They crossed the red line. He did nothing. They crossed the, the, the red line with, with, um, with Trump. He dumped 56 missiles on them. And then the world went, oh, crap, we better not try this stuff. For four years, they didn't try this stuff. Now, the left narrative is, well, he was in Putin's pocket. That's why he didn't do it. That doesn't make any sense. If he were in Putin's pocket, Putin would have taken Ukraine four years ago. So this clearly is a sign that they know that Biden won't do anything. Ron, this is not a loaded question. Is Biden in charge? Who's making these decisions? Is it Joe Biden? Well, it's certainly the radical left has control of their party, and yeah. I would say control of uh, Joe Biden's actions. But, you know, Joe, what you hear is the exact same warnings out of the Biden administration and their, their uh, 
uh, apparatchiks, let's call them, yeah. and, and what we heard out of the Obama administration, that whenever our foreign adversaries d- did something or threatened something, they'd always say, well, there's going to be serious consequences. There were never serious consequences. Right. And so I think our adversaries just view the Biden administration as a joke. Um, and they're, they're, not, they're not scared. They're not worried. They, they don't fear serious consequences because they never really get delivered. Uh, you know, Vladimir Putin just says, hey, I've, got, I've taken my nukes up to uh, alert status. And, you know, we back down. We, we signal exactly what we will and won't do. I mean, that's just weak. Um, listen, I, I, think, I think we need to be very concerned. I don't want to see uh, direct engagement between NATO troops and Russia. I think, yeah. I think that, could be, that could escalate into something nobody wants to contemplate. But there's no reason why we should not be supporting, supporting the freedom-loving people, the courageous people of Ukraine, and give them as many weapons as they need to defend themselves. I mean, they are fighting, they are dying for their freedom, for their children, for their families, for their country. They ought to be supported, and nothing. And by supporting them, we should we shouldn't have to worry about threats from Russia. It is uh, Senator Ron Johnson, great state of Wisconsin. We appreciate your time, Ron. Uh, when it comes to to helping and supporting Ukraine more than we're doing now, should we say okay to the MIGs? I guess from Poland to go in there and help to secure the airspace. I know that we don't want NATO to engage, but they've got pilots in Ukraine, and if they don't have the the aircraft that can stop the air assault, is what's getting them now. They were doing very well against Russia on the ground, but they can't do anything in the air, and we can help them without putting our own pilots in the plane. Should we be doing? Should we be doing that? Well, that, that's an example of what knuckleheads these guys are. Yes, of course, we should have those things delivered quietly so that nobody in the world even knew it. Yeah. Okay, we, we should be supplying Ukraine all the, inf- all, all the weaponry they need, defensive weaponry, quietly. You know, well, we, we told everybody. We, we told everybody about this. Russia? No, you do, you do this quietly. You yeah. do it smartly. But uh, that's not how this administration operates. It's, it's, I mean, they're buffoons. It's just awful. It is uh, Senator Ron Johnson. When it comes to this war even happening, this invasion even happening, the Biden administration could have done the sanctions they've done now preemptively. And I think that that, I mean, I'm just a stupid guy on the radio, but I think that that might have stopped Russia from going in. I mean, Putin would have seen how serious we were. Why did we wait to, to drop the sanctions until he started killing people? This is 2022, Ron. This isn't 1918. This isn't 1936. The world stood by and waited for him to do it. And then we said, oh, we got you now. Shouldn't we have done something preemptively? Yeah, absolutely. Why did we wait to provide them the lethal defensive? And let me underline defensive weaponry they needed to deter Putin. Uh, I'll tell you why, because I've, I've talked to, for example, the Germans. They, they would always say, well, we, you know, there's, we can't engage in an arms race uh, with Russia in Ukraine. That's something we'd never, ever win. Of course we'd win it. Right. <laughs> you know, the West economy is, you know, combined are well north of $30 trillion dollars. Uh, the Russian economy is somewhere between two and three trillion. You know, who's scaring who? Right. Uh, this is yeah. I I realize they've got six or seven thousand nuclear weapons. So do we. Right. They've got oil and gas, but unfortunately, Europe has made themselves dependent on it to give Putin the type of geopolitical power that he's now exercising. So so we need to recalibrate. But the first thing we need to do is we need to show strength and resolve, and we need to provide the courageous people of Ukraine the weapons they need to defend themselves and their children. Has the freedom-loving West, do you think, Ron, done enough to to maybe infiltrate the hearts and minds of Russian soldiers? And here's what I mean. Um, there were at least two attempts that were set up to kill Zelensky. 
by Russia. Russian soldiers tipped off the Ukrainians, and Zelensky was 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 safe. Um, obviously, there there's some upheaval in the ranks, and the people of Russia are being arrested because they're protesting against the Ukraine war. So isn't there an opportunity here to get to the hearts and minds of the people of Russia and maybe the soldiers to where they can turn on this guy? This guy's had a had this iron fist for how long now? And I think a lot of people are tired of him inside of Russia. No, it ought to be one of our top priorities. Uh, we, we need to expose the kleptocracy. We need to expose the assets that uh, uh, hopefully we're confiscating of the, the top oligarchs and their families. Uh, we need to get to the, the people of Russia. Now, it's tough. Uh, they control the media, but there's, there's plenty of ways. That ought to be a top priority. Um, but no, the, there's a huge difference. And it's one of the reasons that uh, Russia is not uh, winning the war as quickly as they thought. Right. It's because the Ukrainians, again, are fighting for their, their children, their families, their country. What are the Russian conscripts fighting for? The, the Russian kleptocrats? That they, they had no idea what they were signing up for. They had no idea they're going to be uh, engaged in this warfare against basically their cousins. Uh, so, no, that, that is a huge problem for Vladimir Putin. That's, that's why, you know, pr- prior to uh, the invasion, I was talking to ambassadors around the region. None of them really believed that Putin would do this because it made no sense for Putin to invade. There, there's, n- there's not a winning strategy for Putin here. Now, he can level Ukrainian cities. He can bomb them back to the Stone Age, basically. But he, he will not break the, the spirit of the Ukrainian people. They, they will not give up. This will be an insurgency uh, far worse for, for Russia and for Putin than what he witnessed in Afghanistan. They finally withdrew out of Afghanistan. So that, again, there's, there's no winning strategy here for Putin, which concerns me. He's on this path. I don't, you know, I don't know whether he just got awful advice, whether just through hubris he thought he'd be greeted as a liberator. He wasn't. He's unified NATO. Basically, everything he tried to accomplish, he's seen the exact opposite occur. NATO's oh, unified. Right. There are more people saying, hey, I think I want to join NATO. Uh, Ukraine is certainly completely opposed to him. Ukrainians are. Uh, there's no way he's ever going to pacify uh, you know that nation. It's it's a huge nation. How, how could you possibly think you control it? You know, particularly being such a uh, small, little, insignificant economy like like Russia. They he can't. This is a losing strategy for Putin. Should we have either A said you're in NATO to Ukraine, or B said we're never going to let Ukraine into NATO? Because Putin's uh, and again, you can't believe the guy, but his fear seemed to be that if you make Ukraine NATO, now I'm fighting America and everybody else in NATO. If I go in, uh, if if they're not in NATO, tell us that they're never going to be, and then we'll leave them alone as well. He seemed to be suggesting that the the fact that Biden sort of kind of said, yeah, maybe we'll make them in NATO, or Obama Obama said it at one point, um, that that sort of what triggered him. I've got to go in here now because I want them to be more like me than like Western Europe or like America. Did that play a role here, do you think? Should we have been definitive? Either you're in or you're out? I think uh, Vladimir Putin had a design on Ukraine and rebuilding the greater mother Russia. I'm not sure anything, any kind of diplomacy like that, any kind of concessions would have worked. The only thing that would have worked was strength. You know, arming the Ukrainian people with the kind of weaponry that was going to make it very costly, obviously costly, for Vladimir Putin to deter him. Uh, so, again, that, that'll all be money morning quarterbacking. Yeah. Uh, but the bottom line is Ukraine, NATO represents no threat to anybody. Yeah. That, hey. I mean, it's, it's a defensive alliance. It, it does not threaten. There, nobody threatens Putin other than Putin himself. Well, he, he just wanted it. The he... Russians, the Russian economy. I mean, 
the path he has chosen for the Russian people is a tragedy of historic proportions. All, all Putin had to do is, you know, embrace the outstretched arm of the West. His economy would be roaring. He'd be welcomed into the, uh, you know, modern democracies. He probably could get reelected time and time again without even cheating. But he didn't. He didn't choose that path. It is uh, Senator Ron Johnson. I always appreciate the time and the access. Um, how does this end, Ron? Do you see how this uh, we, we can can we really starve him enough through these sanctions that I don't really think are doing much? But can we starve him enough through that to get him out? How does this end? Well, the best case scenario would be if the Russian people rise up and depose him, or his generals do. Okay, and I use the word depose. You know, just get him out of power, uh, take take back control of the country. That that'd be the best case scenario. I fear that. Uh, Again, he, he, we've seen him use cluster bombs. We've seen him probably use chemical weapons. Uh, we, we've seen him level Aleppo and Syria and Grozny and Chechnya. He, he, ha, he has no problem doing these. I mean, he's already, he's already a war criminal how many times over? Right. And so my concern is, in his calculation, he cannot afford to lose. And so I'm afraid he'll have no problem in leveling cities. Um, we obviously want to avoid a, a direct conflict with him. Uh, so I, I could see him just continue to level cities. Uh, the Ukrainians resisting, resisting have this set up as a long-term insurgency until they just grind Russia down to the point where, you know, Russia finally decides to turn tail and leave like they did in Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, that that would be, well, the worst case scenario would be the NATO, Russia, and and conflict where all of a sudden nuclear weapons are flying. That'd be the worst case scenario. Right. Next worst case is the one I just, you know, a protracted insurgency. Best case, Russian people, Russian generals, please rise up and get rid of this guy. It's Senator Ron Johnson, great state of Wisconsin. Ron, I know that you're busy. Give me a minute or so on this. I want to show you something on the screen, if I, if I may. Um, it, I, I just searched your name on Google News. Ron Johnson courts controversy in conservative base as re-election campaign revs up. Wisconsin Public Radio. Democratic uh, group runs ad hitting Ron Johnson over Trump 2017 tax bill. I don't know why they're hitting uh, you guys on that. Everybody in America who pays taxes saved money. Uh, U.S. Representative Mark Pocan accuses U.S. Senator Ron Johnson of being hom- You're homophobic now, Ron. I know that you've been called racist and everything else, but now you're homophobic, I guess. Uh, Ron Johnson, two other Wisconsin GOP members sued for alleged insurrection. Senator Ron Johnson's tangled relationship with Ukraine and Russia. I mean, you, you, Ron, you've got them scared to death in Wisconsin. These people, are, the, the left knows they can't beat you, so now they're just lying about you. Everything I just said is, provi- is provably false. We can go down the list, and we don't have time to do that. But why do you think they're going so low on you? I mean, what is it that you're doing so wrong? The people of Wisconsin have benefited from your being a senator. Because they want this U.S. Senate seat, and they have no problem lying and distorting. Uh, anything they can do to get the Senate seat, they're, they're willing to do it. I, I hope the folks in Wisconsin understand what they're doing, uh, how, how grossly dishonest, how, how grossly false all these attacks are. Um, it's it, no, it, it, it's I'm 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 almost immune to the attacks. It's Good. it's it's laughable if it weren't so darn serious. Yeah. I mean, you wake up basically every day wondering, okay, what what's what's the new charge? You know, what, what kind of ist is they going to call? Are they going to call me next? Right. You know, um, but you know, all I can really do is show the Wisconsinites who exactly I am. Things like right to try, saving lives uh, with with new drugs even during COVID. We're saving lives using right to try. Uh, that that tax cut. Were it not for me, 95% of American businesses would have been left behind. They would have been at a huge competitive disadvantage to the right. C-Corps because that's the only, those are the only companies that uh, Republicans are going to cut taxes for. I'm the one that you know, put my foot 
uh, down and said, no, 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 I'm not going to vote for this until you, you at least bring some measure of fairness to the 95% of America's small businesses. Right. And then you take a look at things I've done with the Joseph Project, the inner city of Milwaukee, transforming people's lives. You know, ho hopefully the folks in Wisconsin will see who I really am. They'll just discount all these lies, all these distortions. It's, you know, Joe, it's getting so bad that all I have to do is breathe. They'll take my exhalation, they'll distort it, they'll twist it, and they'll turn it into a two or three day negative news story. That's well, that's what I'm up against. Well, what I love, I see what you're up against, but you still go on television, you come on my show, you do every single day, you do the work for the American people and for Wisconsinites. And I think that they know that. I hope they know that. We'll keep on making sure that we tell them that. Ron, come back soon. We've got to find out where Fauci is. We've got to talk about the coronavirus changing science, but we're frankly out of time. Thank you for making time for me today, okay? Senator Ron Johnson. Stay well. Take care. Appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We appreciate Ron Johnson coming back on. Ron's doing a great job for America, doing a great job for Wisconsin. And when the media attacks you that much every single day, you just put in Google News, you put in Ron Johnson. When they're, when they're attacking that hard, and somebody just did something in my chat room, but there's a sounder that Carrie's voice comes on. Um, if you look him up on Google News, you see the attacks are nonstop, and the guy stays firm. He's got a strong backbone, and he brings it for the country every single time. Um, I'm going to give you the phone number. We're out of time for that. Let's do some pop culture. Pop. Dirty pop. All right, Paula, what's going on? So today they had a, a final uh, police report for Bob Saget's uh, death. And I mean, it's still kind of weird, but I guess they're claiming that more than likely he hit the, the headboard because it's lightly padded. And from what they could tell with the whatever he hit his head with, uh, was something that was hard but was covered. Um, but it just seems weird because because they had never mentioned before that there is an adjoining room that was connected to it. So Very interesting. Yeah. And they decided to never release the, the record, so we're never right. going to really find out what happened. Right. All right, Paul, I appreciate you. Sam, I appreciate you. Carrie, thanks. We're back uh, tomorrow. See you then. This is the Joe Pegg Show. This must be.